Greetings, beloved. This is Lily, and welcome to La Diosa Dorada podcast. It's a pleasure to have you here. Thank you for joining me and I hope you're well, wherever you are, I hope you're well. Um, I'm really excited for this episode. This is, you know, my first interview episode that I'm putting out and it's with my dear friend Sarah. And in this episode, we literally, I would like to give you a straight topic, but I'm going to be real. We talk about a bit of everything. Like we initially talk on, um, how we met and how we both um trained to become doulas together um but we just literally talk about life about um purpose living in your purpose following your heart coming from a mixed um a unique mixed background um finding yourself it's literally just a whole kind of thing holistic health we talk about it all really and it's just a really open honest raw conversation between the two of us and we're very close and it's so nice to be able to kind of share we always have great conversations so it's so nice to be actually be able to share that with the world um please do note that this was my first like proper um episode with someone else so the audio is maybe not the best my mic is quite big and it was quite in my face and I was just so excited I was chatting away so if at times it sounds like I'm shouting over her, I promise you I'm not it's just that my mic is so close and hers is like one on her headphones which is dangling down so but hopefully I think you can hear it okay and it's just pure enthusiasm and joy and um there was a point in the middle where we did get interrupted but yeah so if you're wondering why like you don't miss anything it's just we got interrupted but you know the show must go on um it's great content and I just really hope you enjoy it and get your tea as always get your tea get your you know your bush tea your herbal tea get comfy get a snack sit down relax get comfy or uh, maybe you're doing cleaning to be fair let me not distract you sometimes I put a podcast on when I'm cleaning or cooking but whatever you're doing get comfortable and yeah I really hope you enjoy this and yeah enjoy enjoy this lovely episode mm-hmm Greetings and welcome to an episode of La Diosa Dorada podcast. I'm Lily and today I'm so excited. I'm here with a dear, dear friend of mine, Sarah from um, Ancestral Birth. She is a full spectrum doula. She is an experienced plant-based connoisseur. (laughs) She um is just an all-round amazing woman that I've had the pleasure of meeting on my journey and I'm so excited to speak with her today and just kind of let her speak about her journey and her work and yeah um so welcome Sarah oh welcome (laughs) sorry welcome Uh, hello hi Lily Thank you so much for inviting me to be on your podcast. Pleasure. I'm so excited. One of the first. 
There's many. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited. It's an honor. Oh, it's such a pleasure to have you here. And we met in January of two. Yeah, January two thousand yeah it was 2020 wasn't it yeah January 2020 yeah, 2020, um, yeah. just before my birthday it was actually and we met on the infamous Abuela Dula course with Mars Lord which was an amazing experience um I'll never forget the day when we actually finally spoke to each other so <laughs> I think it was probably about day two or three it wasn't even the yeah. first it was about a four-day course or so um it wasn't until day two or three that we actually like spoke to each other properly and the way that she Sarah got me was offering me a vegan snack and of course <laughs> anyone who knows me knows I love food and that was just the way to my heart from that moment I knew we were going to be it was friends. love at first sight yeah no so from that moment we've literally just clicked and Oh, I just feel so grateful to have you as a friend and to be on this journey with you and, you know, both starting our businesses and just watching each other grow. I'm just so grateful. So tell us a bit about yourself and about how you found yourself on the Abuela Doula course. What led you up to that point before we met? Yeah, so I had, I moved back to London from Norway about a year before that I'm, I'm just I don't know time it's all I a blur honestly was, uh, it's all a blur I think it was <laughs> end end of 2018 or so, like late summer of 2018 mm-hmm. that I moved back to London um and I just didn't really have a plan uh moved back packed packed up my life into two suitcases and was like, I'm moving back to London. I don't really know what's going to happen. Mm. Um, and I applied for quite a few jobs, stayed at my, crashed at my sister's for a bit. And I became a carer. Mm. And in the beginning, that was a, an amazing job. Whenever I told friends and family about it, They were like, oh, this is you in a nutshell. Mm. Um, This is the perfect job for you, etc. And then it just became a very toxic and um, unpleasant situation to be in. Mm. Um, And I guess I I suffered burnout. And I don't, I didn't realize. Talk it at about the time. it, sis. Care work, mm-hmm. like people don't actually realize. I mean, obviously, it's a fi- it's a fine balance. I think obviously people like us were naturally born as carers. That's why your family yeah. obviously was like, "This is so you." Like yeah. I was a nanny before this, so you find a job where you know you can do what you love, which is care mm. for people, nurture, give. But there's a fine line between giving and kind of just being kind of exploited and taking, mm. giving and giving and giving to have no much, not much left to give for yourself. And it is such a fine line and it, it can leave you exhausted, like you said, with burnout. Yeah. And that's a real thing. And that is a scary place to be, as you probably know. And you don't like, you don't realize that you are burnt out. Yeah, when you're in it, you don't you're not do. burnt out anymore. And so once you're true. feeling better, you're like, you're, you're like, wow, you look back and you're like, and you're like what? Oh, 
It's almost like a relationship, like, I guess, abusive relationship. Not to Mm. make it sound deep, but I think it is deep. It's like when someone's in... I would go as far as to say it was that bad. It was not a good place to be in. And Mm -hmm. I, as much as I, like, yeah, people see me as this nurturing, Mm -hmm. like, I identify as an empath, all of those Mm -hmm. things... I also am quite vocal and open Mm. and, you know, um, talk about feminism. And uh, I think a lot of people don't really think that I sometimes struggle with setting boundaries. Mm. And um, as much as I, you know, am open and honest and stuff, I think sometimes I can be a little bit of a doormat and be, let myself, just you know just just one more thing one more thing let me just the thing is it's so gradual that you you don't even realize it and I think people see that you're nice and like you said you give and you're caring and you you go you you are the sort of person that will like myself will go above and beyond to make sure someone's comfortable and that sometimes is at the detriment of your own peace and your own it starts with something small like oh you know working a little bit overtime or you know mm. be spoken to a certain way and you just smile and get on with it but I think people see that and then it just kind of goes Ooh, and, it, and it grows and it yeah. snowballs and it escalates to the point where you're like wait how am I literally like there's this is taking the piss now like exactly you know I mean? no so and then I there's and then that. there's no going back from it no, and I think that was the issue is like mm. I didn't nip it in the bud earlier Beginning. and had I yes. spoken to yes that my employer and the person the I was doing the yeah. care work for at the time, uh, had I addressed it earlier and sooner, have to start with that, we could with have that. Yeah. setting those, you know, saying no and saying, mm-hmm. listen, this is, uh, this is something I'm not, not comfortable with. And yeah. actually, you know, using your throat chakra mm-hmm. and using mm-hmm. like your voice and your mm-hmm. power and not in a not in a negative or mean mm-hmm. or uh, way but just like not letting it sto- snowball and mm-hmm. um I think that was that was the problem is that I, I let mm-hmm. it snowball and mm-hmm. I was then at a place where there was no going back mm-hmm. so then that's when the whole I had a calling for birth work mm-hmm. and you knew something more yeah and and this was it was intertwined you know it was it was happening at the around the same time where I was really miserable in my job and um I was trying to silence the calling um mm-hmm. I ignored it I ignored it and then just one day I was sitting on my lunch break and I was like you know what let me just look at what this doula thing is. Mm. How do I become one? How do I do this? So I hopped on Google, ignored my lunch. And you know, if, if something takes, the, takes me away from food, it's so you real. know it's important, right? So I, oh, I Googled uh, doula courses, etc. Um, I signed up to another course and like initially, which mm-hmm. shall me remain, yeah, nameless because mm-hmm. I don't really want to talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I signed, yeah, I signed up to another course, and then um, the following day, I also kept doing some more research, etc. Mm-hmm. And then um, good old Mars Lord came up, and I was like, uh, oh, 
wait, this is I can be trained by this woman. <laughs> and it's, it's so like, you as well, isn't it? So she just, yeah, I was just like, no, 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 no. Why did I sign up to the other yeah. one? But that I had already just jumped the gun, paid the deposit, mm. you know, yeah. I was so you're just eager, so eager yeah. you're like you get that feeling I gotta do it I'm just gonna do it you yeah. know like effort I need so, to do it now exactly <laughs> I did the same, I like, I did the I same. <laughs> and so then I was like okay you know what they're at different times you know abuela starts earlier let me just jump on this I'm gonna do two courses doesn't matter so you. I I called um it must have been Mars that picked up straight away or something or yeah. I, I don't even know um I don't I can't remember all of that after that was a bit of a blur mm-hmm. uh but I just had a few questions and I was just a bit like okay how do I jump on the course etc um and then yeah I just did it and the rest is history um mm. wow. it's it's one of the best things I've done for myself wow. in a very long time wow that's so beautiful and it just shows you like what I've learned from especially in terms of like my doula journey what I've learned what it's shown me mostly is I feel like I've learned so much about myself and it's it's shown me that when you do make that first step and it can seem like a scary step in the right direction or when when it's your heart and your mind that is aligned with your actions Mm. and so say you had a calling and you listened to that you said you know what I'm not going to ignore that anymore it's similar to me like with with I did two courses and both of them I had that feeling and I said I have Mm. to do it I didn't know how it didn't make sense logically but I was like I have to do it and you know the even the way the money like manifested and came for it Mm. was just showed me it had to happen and when I made those two steps like though like my life literally changed and yeah the people I met you know just like on the courses uh, leading up like leading up to the course like on the day of it do you know what I mean all the little synchronicities just showed me you're in exactly the right place at the right time so yeah no for sure and I think as well like after the pandemic hit and everything and all this uncertainty mm-hmm. and what's this how are we gonna work etc I have just felt this inner peace yeah. and I have just been like well you know what I'm in the right place and mm. this is what I'm supposed to do wow. it's gonna be fine it's and gonna that's work something out. so beautiful especially in a world like today when so many people don't feel that and they have a lot of mm. uncertainty and maybe they're stuck in situations they don't want to be in and stuck working for people that they don't like to work for and mm. it's, obviously I'm not discounting the fact that being a dude and working for yourself can be very challenging but it's just like it's just so it's also empowering because yeah in your own hands isn't it and yeah you've got when yourself you, but basically. also when you followed that calling and you're mm. actually doing what you're supposed to do mm. and what the universe intended it all for just you feels to be doing right. it, it feels, feels right. right and mm. and you find this energy and drive that mm. you wouldn't in something else like I find yeah. myself and and I, I don't think that hustle culture is healthy but mm. I, I find myself working all hours of the day Mm-hmm. because I'm loving it 
Yeah, because you're not passionate because, about it. Yeah. Yeah, not, not because, because you're like, scared or... I have to do this to yeah, pay my bills or yeah. I'm doing this because someone's mm-hmm. forcing me or whatever. You know, it's or because... a scary boss is going to tell me off or I need to... Do you know what I mean? It, exactly. It's a pure place of passion and fire. This is what I, I think, love. This yeah. is what I want to do. And I keep mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, I'm reading something. Oh, maybe I should actually pick up a book that's not about birth work or not about <laughs> pregnancy or placentas or whatever. And it's yeah. like, I, I just, I can't. You can't it, help it. it. It's, I, I live thing, it. I like, breathe it. It's all I. That yeah. is, that's, sorry to interrupt you. That is, that is literally, that's so beautiful to hear. And that is really music to my ears because this is what it's supposed to be like. Mm. I'm sorry. Mm. We've come to a place. I'm passionate about this. We've come to a place yeah. where everything has to be separate and we compartmentalise our life. And in yeah. terms of, if you look at separation, it, it's the opposite of love. If yeah. there's separation, there's fear, there's division, there's weakness, mm-hmm. there's lack of control, lack of orientation. There's just, just so many parts of you spread thinly across all. Yeah. My work is over here, my money, my... And it's all like, whoa, 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 whoa. No wonder people feel so exhausted and so yeah. kind of split between, oh, what I love and what I don't. And then so miserable all week. So that on the weekend, they have to just like drink themselves. Exactly. It's like when your heart and your mind and your work is in the same place, because your work should be your passion, your craft. Yeah. You should like, like you said, you just, you, you, you're naturally reading the book. It's not, oh, I need to do it. This is my job. It is you. It shouldn't yeah. be separate from you. Your work should be an expression of you. And if the fact that you've reclaimed that for yourself and you've stepped into that, I mean, I'm, I'm just, I'm so happy. It's giving me life. It's making me so happy. Mm, so I'm, yeah. It's beautiful to see. I'm, and I've watched you kind of, I didn't know you obviously before the course, but I mm. met you at the course and we were both in situations in terms of work and care work that we weren't particularly happy in. And I remember we both saying like, Oh, I think I really, after this course, I think I definitely like want to leave soon. Don't know the way, <laughs> don't know how it's going to work. Yeah. But you literally, you did want that one of the first steps out of the people, you know, in the course, you, I remember you told me, you know, I've left or I'm leaving. And that really played a big part in my, it took me a, oh gosh, it took me a long time, but <laughs> it, it, it planted the seed of she's doing it, I can do it. Follow mm. your heart, not to sound cheesy, but just, it is, follow your heart, yeah. follow your passion. And the way that you've grown and blossomed since then, it's just been a be- beautiful thing to watch. Oh, thank you. No, I, I handed in my, it was because we, our course ran over a long weekend Mm-hmm. And I couldn't attend the Monday because I um, had to go to work. And I, I remember I had written up my resignation uh, before the course started. And then I just had it in a folder mm-hmm. on my computer. And then I was like, okay, if this, if this course is good, if this mm-hmm. is something that I like, if I'm in the right place, um, I will hand in my resignation that wow. following week at work. Wow. And after the first hour of the course I was like this is it this is it I need to I need to I need to get out of this situation (laughs) I need to put all my eggs in one basket and I need to fully go for this because Mm. this is the time this is this is Mm. is it yeah Mm. and I'm not saying that uh, like I 
I'm a single woman. I don't have any children. I don't have any, like, I'm my only responsibility. Yeah. So, so I you're have kind of in privilege. a good position. Like, yeah. 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 Uh, so I, I can, like, you know, mm. budget myself and um, yeah. fully focus on yeah, that. But why not do it now of all time? Yeah. Like, what other time in your life are you going to have this, you know, freedom and this, you know, this, the energy and the drive to do yeah. it. If not now, yeah. then when? If not you, then who? That's one of my exactly. favourite things. And exactly. um, so um, I was just going to ask you, what did you, in terms of the course, like what was were your main takeaways? Obviously, I guess your main one was that I'm in the right place. I want to do this. But kind of what did you briefly like, what did you get from it? And um, yeah, you spoke a bit about your experience after. So it kind of pushed you to finally follow your dreams but what did you Mm. take away it was it was more than a course it was Mm -hmm. life-changing I met my tribe I met my people Mm. we laughed we cried Mm. it was oh it was a magical experience just sitting in that room with it was really like a a kind of like a circle a women's circle really Mm. wasn't even just like oh I'm going to this course sit with my notebook it was like therapy like for four days like a a retreat but obviously we we didn't stay there but it felt like a retreat to go there and just and coming into like I think as as a as a mixed race woman like as someone that always looks a bit different Mm. um walking into a room where a lot of the people look like me mm. or they look like my auntie or my family member mm. or whatever they could be my sister it just feels like home like it felt like yeah. home and I I just I rarely feel that way because mm. I'm always the odd one out be that mm. you know if I'm with my mm. black family I'm the light-skinned one or if I'm with my white family I'm mm. you know the one with the big crazy curly hair yeah. or um mm. so it, it just, always on it the outside felt, yeah Yeah. so finding a place the importance and the significance of community especially Mm. you know for black and brown people is just it's for everyone everyone needs community but i just especially people you know who originally like our ancestors there was community there was this tribe there was it was village there was you know there was always elders to talk to there was do you know what i mean sisters there was it was all there and it's like we've all we've stepped away from that now in like the modern in the western world and yeah we i think that's what we're lacking and a lot of people don't even realize that's the missing key like they're doing everything mm. great in their life they've got money you know they've got money they've they got their health they've got this and that but there's something missing and it's that sense of sure. community and being held being seen belonging mm. like wow that changes your life mm. And that's, and that's the animalistic side of us. You know, we are like pack animals. We need community. We need, we need that to thrive. Like if you, if you have a newborn baby and you just put them in a crib and you, they, you give them shelter and you feed them um, and make sure they're warm, but you don't pick them up and cuddle them and hold them, they will die. Mm. And that's the thing. We need that community. We, that we need, need it, this is what like that need I think people forget that those needs don't just go away when you're sorry, I can't those needs don't go away when you grow up 
like mm. we're kind of becoming aware of those needs for a baby and obviously everyone wants to hug a baby and cuddle and, but yeah. those needs don't go away when you become an adult no. adults still need hugs adults still need yeah. to be held adults still need to be seen like people just people in general need to just yeah feel that sense of warmth and belonging and i think we forget that like it's almost yeah. like you grow out of you know milk and then you grow out of clothes and you grow out of playing with toys oh you grow mm. out of hugs and affection too like no? yeah I don't think so. and the thing is it's like the older you get the bigger your problems get right so mm. as a child like, the you more you need a or whatever exactly <laughs> so like the more you actually would yeah, maybe you need know. a hug like yeah. as a child do you have bills no like no. not to say that children can't go through trauma and yes, awful sure. things but um yeah you still need those things like Mm -hmm. as an adult it it, Mm -hmm. it never goes away so and I'm really really happy that I found that Mm, I'm happy too I'm so grateful Mm -hmm. for that experience and for everyone that I met there and like you said it really felt feels like a tribe and it feels like oh like a group of people I can really just like be myself with and you know send birth videos to because <laughs> you know like when you're the only one and your friends that like is interested in this stuff and you're sending not everyone really wants to see it I'm gonna be honest no yeah, wants to see it yeah. or no one cares not everyone cares about oh breast breastfeeding positions and like placenta like whatever whatever they don't care <laughs> so to people have are like friends, ew ew that's yeah, so like and sadly, my sister yeah. is always like get that away like oh, put, sadly, put yeah, that away I don't like want that. that and it's just like so to, or or even like if you're sitting at the dinner table and you're like watching birthing uh, video like it comes through yeah. you know people maybe we'll, we'll watch it at certain times in the day but like yeah, they think it's other gross. times yeah. it's a bit please like makes them a bit pleasier that, that's whatever, a whole other but... story isn't it the... yeah well we're even good but it's just yeah. so nice <laughs> to find like people who yeah who have the same passion as you and you can talk about it and bounce off each other and seeing each other work is like inspiration and yeah it's just mm. it's beautiful and I'm, I'm really happy that we have that um so I was going to ask you um, to describe, so obviously you're a full spectrum doula. Um, if, you know, if someone was to describe your doulaing style or your, your technique or what you bring to the table kind of as a doula, how would you um, describe it? Because I feel like it's what the beautiful thing about being a doula is I think there's room for everyone. And like, it's a real, it's a really beautiful a line of work because it allows your personality to shine through it doesn't tell you mm. like I said earlier it doesn't tell you to like compartmentalize your personality and your beliefs and your like and your you know your your shine it doesn't tell you to put that on hold put on a uniform and like you know it, it, it thrives off of our individuality and our passion and our unique experiences so I guess what I'm asking yeah like how what is what's yours if someone someone was asking (laughs) oh wow yeah no I think like as you said the individuality like that's what I noticed when I started Mm. actually being true to myself Mm. actually you know marketing myself in that Mm. way or just being open and honest Mm -hmm. um with who I am with people Mm. that's when it works Uh, so yeah I believe in a holistic way of doing things Mm -hmm. like I don't I don't think that 
it's just birth work it's just one thing mm -hmm. and i'm not saying like birth birth is amazing but birth mm -hmm. is this amazing thing that can happen in your life but i feel like we focus so much on the birth that we mm -hmm. forget what comes all before the, what yeah, comes after. after and all the like, inputting factors you know yeah, health emotions yeah. trauma all of it culture all mm. of it yeah. there's so there's so much to it so i think mm -hmm. just looking at it as a holistic like the whole spectrum everything mm -hmm. all of it um and taking the time to you know get to know my clients and um yeah I, I will talk about trauma and the the mm -hmm. hard things and mm -hmm. um because you never know those things can affect you and mm -hmm. um birth can really brings birth. everything up you know mm -hmm. that's why I feel like it is one of the ultimate initiations and rites of passage because mm -hmm. it is like I think I would I mean obviously I've not had a child but I feel like the amount of growth that someone goes through through their pregnancy and their birth mm -hmm. is like the same amount as you know years worth of 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 development personal development yeah. and um, therapy and you know uh, body acceptance and learning and you know learning and unlearning and nurturing yourself and parenting yourself like all through this time like everything that you learn and everything you go because it's not just the baby that's born it's a mother it's a yes. parent you know yes. and yeah and i think yeah. that's um, so yeah. beautiful so yeah holistic and i also like to focus on empowering the person mm -hmm. right so because there's a lot when you say birth a lot of people are afraid and that's what mm. um the media wants us to be you know like Society, you see yeah. um all these tv shows it's so dramatic mm -hmm. but that's hollywood for you like that's and that's what we want to see as well so mm. but there is this fear that is mm. perpetuated and that's what we think of when it comes mm -hmm. to birth and i feel like if if i when i can truly empower my clients mm -hmm. with finding the knowledge it's like they i was about to say yeah, knowledge knowledge is power right so if knowledge yeah. is power then you know when you go into a situation feeling equipped and empowered mm -hmm. it's usually because you know what to expect you know your resources you know your mm -hmm. capabilities you know your strengths and weaknesses you know your if then you're right an opposer yeah. or or you know other external factors you know their circumstances too it puts you mm -hmm. in a position of empowerment of yeah ground you're grounded in yourself and your power yeah. so i think that's a beautiful thing about being a doula is kind of a, like watching someone go through that and helping them with that because we all have that in us it's not mm -hmm. like you're giving them yes you can give them resources and ideas and you know materials to look at and tips and whatever but it's more giving them the space to unlock that within themselves yeah yeah just so knowing the questions powerful. to ask to mm -hmm. you know because they you they have the knowledge they have the we power do, yeah. they we all do and it's, it's so just much of it finding is that as well it's, it's, yeah isn't it it's like spi exactly. it's spiritual it's mm -hmm. instinctual that we all were born with this exactly. kind of power so that's so beautiful yeah oh, I, I also like to go back to basics you know mm -hmm. birth has happened forever since the beginning mm -hmm. of time right mm -hmm. and for as long as there's been humans walking this earth 
people have given birth. Mm -hmm. So yes, there are all these gadgets nowadays mm -hmm. and technology. And <laughs> there's all these things that can make life easier for you. Mm -hmm. But sometimes those things make it a bit more complicated or messy mm -hmm. or whatever. Mm -hmm. So just with the holistic lifestyle and with also that's what I'm doing in my just own in life. life I was gonna going to say it applies back, across the board. Back yeah. to basics. Back to Simple. basics. Like what what did our ancestors do? You know, what mm. what what is innate in us? What do our like list actually listening to your body, getting to know mm. the signs. Mm. Oh, what does this pain mean? What does that mm. pain mean? What are your Just, needs, you know, mm. your basic needs as a do you know, we we I think yeah. that is a product of the society we live in and it they it's kind of brought us away from it's this kind of colonial mindset of like it's mm. brought us away from stripped us from the basics brought us into a place of um complication because the more actually it, it all goes down to one thing the more we feel like we need things the more we step outside of ourselves yeah the more we're constantly dependent on um uh, things materialism mm. um you know consumerism capitalism we're, we're dependent on uh, society different you know society or people's opinions of us or systems in place yeah and the more dependent yeah. we are on them the more kind of power they have and the less empowered we are and the less we know ourselves yeah. but really like you said it's all about going back to basics you and yourself hmm. um, and knowing so your own body knowing yourself. as much as you know, if you go, if there is an issue, you know, you can go to your medical provider and mm -hmm. ask them and they have knowledge and they, they have resources, etc. But it's at the end of the day, you know what's normal for you. So if, if your doctor asks you, you know, uh, how long do you usually bleed on your period or how mm -hmm. long like it's different you know for that. everyone the, the, mm -hmm. your doctor can't tell you that because what's mm. normal for you is not normal for everyone else someone else they can they can give you the like they love to put these like general okay, this is general this is the normal this but is it's like normal. what is normal when both and that's also the thing different. Is if you don't know yourself you don't know what's normal for you no. so mm -hmm. and that's the thing i think it's very important to get to know your body mm. and get to know this vessel that is mm. carrying our souls through life and mm -hmm. yeah and that that's that's a bit of like my motto is going back mm -hmm. to basics and stripping out and uh, forget the bullshit you know yeah like all the yeah we don't yeah, need all, all the, the frivolous yeah I love that and I like you said it, it applies across the board and I think people are really really kind of waking up to this fact that we need yeah. to go back to basics you see it people going back to you know going back to just um the earth the earth's medicine natural like holistic medicine plant plant-based food and living people are moving away from the cities to the countryside yeah. to then they're going back home to you know places in africa or wherever and they're they're going back to the basics because that's what we need the basics mm. our basic you, you know needs um you know sunlight vitamins yeah. you know community if we don't have that then what is the rest of it really like, exactly what is it all? No. oh For sure. i love that and you've you've actually i would say that you're like 
you're quite you're you're quite how do I put it like you're quite a minimalist in the sense of you know just like your your way of how you the way you post like the things you post even your website even your we've got to talk about your home we've got to talk about your home your home it's a beautiful space and it is it's minimal i'd say it's minimalist but it, it, it gives you so much but it's so like it's simple i don't mean that in the nicest way it's so simple like there's no clutter there's no like massive you know ornaments and blah 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 blah. but it's so warm and it's so cozy and it's so like it's just so beautiful and when you go there you just feel ah and I oh I just feel I love how you've kind of carried that like this is you like it's not that's the beautiful thing like being a doula is expressing you and what makes you you and you really your home is a reflection of that and so so is your work so yeah oh beautiful thank you no and I'm I'm happy that that because I, I I had to kind of work hard on finding out who am I really and what yes. what what am I and what do yes. I want people to see this and work this is does thing. that like, doesn't it this yeah really makes you deep isn't it it's like you can't just like clock not no dig to anyone like you know clocking into a normal job I've done it whatever but you can't just go there and be no one you, you this job yeah. is you like people yeah. you are the brand so it's yeah. like if you don't know yourself how are you going to market yourself so it, it takes a lot like, to question yeah no and we're, so, we're and we're so we're so used to ourselves right mm-hmm. you've been in your own body and you've known yourself your whole life that you don't see how great you are Mm. and that you are missing in the doula community and because it's not about this one size fits all you know all doulas are different Mm -hmm. everyone needs a different doula you know everyone wants a different doula Mm -hmm. even for different births you might Mm. the same person might want different doulas so um you have a really interesting <laughs> it's funny to actually meet someone else like this but you have a interesting you know heritage um uh, you're from a mixed kind of background so how was that for you growing up um with these two completely like different cultures completely opposite um and you know living in you know you didn't grow up in england like living in a different country and how did you how did you yeah how did you find that and how did it kind of impact you and how did you navigate it really yeah um so my my dad's sudanese egyptian so his dad was sudanese and he he moved to egypt um or was it his yeah his he moved to egypt when he was young um and then my mum is Norwegian mm-hmm. so when I tell people everyone's like oh how did that happen because it's it's a bit of a unconventional mm-hmm. mix I guess mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. they met in Egypt uh, my mum was living there and working there mm-hmm. um and yeah so I I was born in Egypt mm-hmm. and we lived there until I was nine, I think, and then we moved to Norway, and then we moved back to Egypt, and then we moved back to Norway, so it's been a bit, like, back and forth, and when, when we lived, 
yeah as a child going from like egypt to norway like whoa my head is like both seemed like home like we would always be asked like what what is home etc like when we were very little so you know up until nine years old we were when we were living in egypt we would go to norway Oh, you every visit. summer oh okay. we would so spend every summer in okay. Norway in yeah, the co- like sense. yeah so every summer and when we were old enough to fly on so m- my sister and I when we were old enough to fly on our own mm-hmm. can't remember what like yeah. um depends like, on the airline team. right yeah yeah so I, re- I remember that first year that, that we were sent oh, off on our own um but some some yeah, it would either be like my mom would come for most of the stay. Um, yeah. My dad would come for like a week or so. Yeah. Um, but we would spend the full two months wow. of the school holiday oh. in Norway every year. And there was a time when I was like, oh, why do we always have to go to Norway? All uh, our friends like, go to like different places, different places or uh-huh. they have like a holiday home in Egypt so yeah. either like my friends would see each other during the summer holidays oh so you felt a bit left out yeah like why are we always would going be out exploring and doing yeah. something different but it yeah. was like so some years Norway was boring other <laughs> years it was cool and yeah. that's the thing like we would go through phases like I remember my sister and I would go through phases of like oh, no I'm not speaking Norwegian it's stupid and then the next year Norwegian was in and then it's like oh we're just gonna speak Norwegian now Arabic oh sorry oh god (laughs) so So it would just be like phases of what's what's cool and what's not and I um yeah we like our home was just the perfect blend of the two like both my so my mom spoke Arabic and my dad spoke Norwegian. Wow! Um, so they both spoke fluent. They they wow. learn each other's languages. Language, yeah, that's beautiful. So at home, yeah. um, I, my my dad learned my mom learned Arabic before my dad learned Norwegian because okay. my mom was living in Egypt, yeah, right? And then when we moved to Norway, we would bully my dad, or we would like you know be like, oh, he doesn't Rejects. like my sister had a. A doctor's appointment and she was crying the night before because she didn't want my dad to take her because he couldn't mm. speak Norwegian oh. so <laughs> but then they went and he spoke English and it was completely fine oh. but um he learned Norwegian after that and he, <laughs> he he knew the basics but then he actually went to like you know yeah. um night school and so Norwegian sweet um and my dad my mom also had like growing up my mom would have a tutor come to the house and actually um have arabic lessons and stuff and it was funny like she would be driving we had this like big jeep back in the day because uh, (laughs) my parents loved to go um out into the desert and stuff and um like yeah just on the adventures and, and like and adventures and stuff and, um, so cool in so, egypt of all places yeah I mean, be, no like here's nice but it does it's a bit different to go into like <laughs> you know dorset exactly you know, so but we had this egypt. it was this like big jeep right and and it's great because we would go mm-hmm. on these adventures and 
uh, on the weekends or like in school holidays, we'd pack up the car and we'd mm-hmm. go for a drive. But um, in the weekdays, this Jeep and like Cairo traffic, it's like, it's big, it's cumbersome, like it's, it's oh taking up gosh. a lot of space, like parking space, whatever. And it would be funny because my mom would be driving around and um, you'd have these like men trying to like uh, drive into the car or like harass. It was like sexual harassment basically. Um, oh, but they assumed she was a foreigner, right? Like he sees us. Okay, white, they didn't even know woman. that. They didn't even know white. she, you know, she was clued up on her Arabic and she lived there. And she yeah. So she would husband. then like they would be trying to chat to her and she'd roll, okay. she'd listen to it and then she'd roll down the window and cuss them out in Arabic. In oh. But like Egyptian slang Arabic. What's like, a it was so funny. So funny. So it's, <laughs> It is it that. is really different, but I think people get confused with like How so where you do are... you live again? Yeah, like, yeah. Where did you grow up? Because mm. it's, it was very like back, back and forth. forth and very but I'm really grateful for that mm. today as like mm. because I lost my parents quite young, right? Mm. So yeah. but now knowing the language uh, yeah. in each country, I can just book a flight and go, go yeah. to you know go to Norway I can even though my grandma speaks English she's not as comfortable right yeah. so she we can have banter we can properly oh, like so she gets nice. me because I speak her language right yeah, and she so she's valuable. comfortable with me and I'm I'm just one of her other grandchildren like even though I look yeah. a bit different yeah. she can speak to me speak in her to, mother yeah. tongue right and also in Egypt oh. like so I think that that definitely helped us a lot with understanding mm. the cultures and mm. blending in or, you know, being not treated as much as other kind of thing mm. because we, we are fluent yeah, in both languages. Yeah. Mm. So um, and then my but I, but I think in English because I went, okay, uh, went yeah. to an um, went to an international kindergarten and all my schooling has always been in English so English is my first First like that's my go-to yeah Um, so I couldn't like I could never go to like university in Norwegian or in Arabic because no, you no like my you can talk it you can i can talk it's more verbal. Can, you wouldn't really sit in, yeah would you sit do you write it can you write in them um my arabic is laughable uh <laughs> norwegian because it's, it does you have tricky. the same alphabet okay um yeah but it's more verbal I, communication and, yeah yeah yeah, yeah, I'm a lot more comfortable just talking. Yeah, but yeah, if yeah. I were to like write a formal email or whatever and actually sit and do, yeah, yeah, then I'm a lot more comfortable in English. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah. that's fine. Kind of like you, that's what you need to get by, right? To talk with people and to exactly interact and with people if you went on holiday. People speak. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, oh, that's so nice. And so, I guess, how, I, I guess how did you find kind of it's always interesting kind of being from these completely like I have a bit of a similar not the same because I wasn't back I wasn't you know I didn't grow up in different countries but having those kind of that blend of completely different cultures like how do you think Mm. that's kind of impacted you to into the person you are today how has that built you 
to be who you are now I think I guess from my observation you're quite a well just like I would say to myself you're quite a well-rounded person you can it makes you be able to like adapt to different people Mm. culture situations I don't know would you say the same yeah no I like I'm definitely a chameleon like you can you can throw me wherever and I will blend in and I will uh, but but I also always stick out like a sore thumb Right. So like okay. I, I blend in, I act like I start speaking like the people I, you know, I can sit can... and joke and whatever. And, yeah. um, but I'm also because of my looks or whatever, I'm always yeah. a bit like different or weird or the mm. odd one out. Mm. Or if, if I then, or someone starts asking me some other questions about yeah. where I'm from or whatever, then I'm always, yeah. so I'm, I'm like, I'm a chameleon and an alien I at the same time. Yeah, I think embrace, I think I got so much, what's the word? Yeah, I would say empowerment and healing um, mm. when I just embraced the fact that I am different. Because yeah. I, similarly yeah. to you, I always felt like that. Like, obviously, having families come from completely different places and cultures and, like, you go to visit, it's like, you're the one that speaks kind of the, the, the least, like, oh, I don't speak amazing Spanish. Like, as I got older, I kind of lost it. Um, if, if you don't know, like I'm half Ecuadorian, so going yeah. going there, it was always like, oh, you're the you're the English um, cousin, <laughs> do you know what I mean? But then here, yeah. my family here, it's like, oh, you're the Latina, you're the yeah. Latina one in the family, you're the Black Latina one in the family. So you've, you know, you eat this, and then you're do you know what I mean? like the spokesperson for the whole. For the whole uh, that's yeah. a whole other story, yeah. like oh. Yeah. But when I just embraced the fact that you know what yeah I guess I'm gonna be different wherever I am and that is a good thing like I think Mm. that is a good thing when you embrace your individuality and I think it's not just for mixed people so like we're not just talking about that it it is for it goes with everything how you look what you're like what you believe in and when you embrace your differences you are in power and you Mm. when you thrive with your authenticity it it really shines from you and other yeah. people are inspired to be themselves and they're intrigued by you and mm. they they want to know more and you know you can kind of be that person to kind of let them know that yeah it's okay to be different because we're kind mm. of in the sheep mentality society yeah like we've all got to be the same we've got to do this we've all got to look the same we've got to it's like no let's let's but especially as well like growing up right yeah. and being different like at school all you want to do is blend in and be like everyone else. Right. Mm -hmm. So at home, my parents were very like, you know, we focused on what, what was different about us and how great Mm -hmm. that was. And I remember like, I was never allowed to straighten my hair and my mom would always tell me all like beautiful curls I have, et cetera, even though she did not know how to do my hair. Do it. Um, but that, that's been learned. <laughs> that, that's something I figured out with like YouTube and all that. But, yeah. but poor thing, she did not know how to deal with my hair growing I relate. up. I relate. Um, but but she, would, she would make me feel like good I'm about beautiful. it. She would yeah, tell yeah, me yeah. like, it's beautiful. It's great. And, you know, embracing what's different and that's different so is beautiful, beautiful and you're special. And, um but then you know losing that safety net as at a young mm. age um and then we moved to norway and we were living with our uncle which was uh, another mm. yeah that mm. was not a great situation but 
um you had that but i'm really happy you had that foundation in a way of letting you like they kind of let you know it sounds like your parents really kind of couldn't i guess you kind of have to be if you're if you're in that kind of do you know what i mean in that relationship you're you're both kind of going against the grain in a way i mean then maybe not now like it's quite probably common but going against the grain you, you have to kind of consciously you know raise your children because there's not really like a manual for your children and the, mm. the, the mix that they're in and the the places that you're finding yourself in if that makes sense so it sounds like they really yeah a special attention to you guys and making sure that you are kind of well-rounded and that you embrace your different cultures and your you know I really I think mm. that's so valuable to to be able to show your child from a young age you know you, you are special and it's great to be different and yeah I love that and I think like it is it is really beautiful that we had that and they really worked on it um Mm. so I don't know how I would be if they were still alive today because Mm. then there was a there was a time of so my mom died when I was 12 and then my dad Mm. died when I was almost 16 um, and that's a time of you know like you're finding yourself you're growing into your body you're all of these changes so when I when I moved to Norway I ended up um I so my hair was always like blonde growing up right Mm. and because when we were living in Egypt I was always out in the sun yeah um, my my curls you know got light and they were blonde and then when I moved to Norway everyone's blonde right and that's Mm. like that's just what you see and that's Mm -hmm. Um, that's what me- the media tells us is beautiful, right? Mm. So I ended up bleaching my hair and oh. um, it was destroyed at the oh, end of it. No. And it was just like, but mm. I didn't, I didn't realize why I was doing it because yeah. there everyone gets highlights. It's, it's normal. Just normal. Yeah, yeah. It's just normal. You didn't really but- sit with the kind of the underlying reasons why yeah so you probably are off, out after it. it you kind of probably looked back and realized because why you I, might have I done had that. this big hair and I always had yeah. my afro out and I always have been known for my hair but mm-hmm. I I still wanted to blend in by mm-hmm. having the blonde hair right mm-hmm. um but yeah that that took me a while to get rid of but mm-hmm. um now my curls are popping she's thriving <laughs> she's thriving, <laughs> thriving. She's th- <laughs> um, but that took a while yeah to like actually mm. acknowledge that but it's just it's nice to be comfortable with you know mm. with who you are and feels good when you when you when you've been in the other place it feels so mm. good to to finally like accept yourself and love yourself for who you are because like you said when I was younger I just remember wanting this I just wanted so bad a straight ponytail I just wanted mm. a straight ponytail that would swish when I walked like, like flick all the other you know all yeah. the other girls had mm-hmm. a high you know that high ponytail and the way yeah. it would just swish when like we walked bouncing. to assembly and I just was like oh I want I want one of those and I wanted one of those ponytails until <laughs> and, you know like, yeah. I didn't like my hair and I just thought I just didn't have anyone around me that looked like me yeah um, apart from you know even I part but even like the black people that I was around they would probably you know they'd have like maybe wigs or or straighten their hair or whatever so I didn't really have that it wasn't like now it's like oh curls are cool and yeah you know, embrace your afro yeah. it was a bit more 
So it, it was a different time. It was yeah, a different no, time. For sure. Yeah. So when I finally got and to the point when I realised, oh, like you said, you're like notorious for your hair and it is one of your I realised, oh okay, it's actually one of the best gifts. Mm. This is mm. my hair's actually beautiful and like yeah. this is like everywhere I go, people give me compliments for it and mm. you know, I embraced it and that oh that was that was such a journey. Like, and it's so much, like, it's exhausting to put on a show. It's exhausting it to be acting all the time, mm-hmm. to undo what you are, to, you know, so just... We all just, put masks, don't we? Yeah. It gets, t- it gets to the point where you, your, your body, your mind, your, yourself, it, it, will, it will force you to stop and kind of, mm. if you don't even stop and kind of stop and try and take the masks off, it will, like reveal it through and I think that's not being funny but I think that's where things like mental illnesses come from because it's like there's so many masks on behind over the pain and over the you know over who you really are and we push ourselves the real selves away to the point where we can't hide it anymore and it it kind of erupts yeah one day you're like I'm done yeah yeah. you're done because it's it's not sustainable it's not uh, that's not how what we're created to be like just not being anything but ourselves is tiring like yeah Mm. so oh i'm I'm sipping this tea i need to give you guys the tea on (laughs) the best blend of tea (gasps) tell us chamomile with rose it will change your life give it a try okay Mm. that would be so literally just just have some chamomile and add some i could do that i literally got them both Mm -hmm. I've got yeah. my yeah. I've got fresh. Such a uh, lovely blend. Oh, thank you. I'm gonna do as that I've been tonight. Sipping that. Oh yeah. my god! Like, why do you're mm. so relaxed? And so... <laughs> <laughs> um. So um. So that brings that brings us on to our um next my next question quite nicely, which is, what advice would you give yourself? Um. 10 years ago your younger self we're talking kind of about that journey of acceptance and becoming yourself and stepping into your purpose and your power and I guess what I'm asking is yeah what if you if you met Sarah from 10 years ago for a tea like what would you say to her like what would she need to hear and I guess that goes for people you know who are maybe in a similar situation or felt like you felt in the past so yeah take it away (laughs) Um, yeah, so 10 years ago, um, I'm about to turn 29. Uh, my birthday is on the 27th really? of May. Um, Gemini. Oh, yes, you're a bit, yeah. Uh, so, how could, how could you forget? <laughs> but, I should put that yeah, so 10 years ago, I was 19. Um, wow. I had, I, I moved to London first time around when I was 18 uh, mm. for uni. Mm-hmm. um and I was I was so lost mm-hmm. I was so lost mm-hmm. um I was in a deep dark place I was mm-hmm. so extremely depressed um mm-hmm. and had been for a very long time I, mean, I, gosh, I didn't, didn't have the easiest didn't have the easiest start to so like you had a lot of moving you had your pet both of your pet to lose both like I mean you don't have to speak about but to lose but I just can't imagine it so the fact that you went through that it's such a formative time of your life any time of your life as an adult as a elderly person that would be sad but 
to go through it for such a young age must have had such a huge impact on you and you know your emotions and you know yeah you, you are so yeah, yeah no um, I was it 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 was it wasn't even that 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 was was uh, that bad there were there were things that happened afterwards yeah, yeah. that were even worse um yeah. but I think yeah just t- I would tell myself to you know just really trust in what will be will be and it Mm. will actually all be okay Mm -hmm. and one day you will wake up and you will actually enjoy life again and you will actually be happy again Mm. um and that that took a while so that like Mm. it's saying that to the 19 year old me she wouldn't believe it until it will actually happen Mm. at around what 27 28 mm. like that that's mm-hmm. only been like the last few years wow. so mm-hmm. tw- 19 year old Sarah journey. would have to live for live quite that. a few years before, before she could see she the proof really of that actually, exactly yeah. and yeah so I was I was I, I was diagnosed with depression I was diagnosed with PTSD I, mm. I had a lot going on mm. and my mental health was not was not great it was I I hit rock bottom Mm -hmm. a few times actually Mm -hmm. and I I was living in that rock bottom I was lit like that was warm people Mm. say how people talk about hell being a place of you know in the sky with or or below with fire (laughs) yeah with fire and like a devil with horns I'm so sorry to offend anyone but Mm. I feel hell is here on earth if mm. you want it it's a mind it's a space yeah it's a mental yeah. state and yeah. I, equally sure. heaven can be here mm. too it's all about yeah. you and what you create and what you tap into what mental state mm. you're in because i think we both can relate that um we've been um we've been to hell and back in a way like yeah. we've got very different journeys but i would relate to that that place of rock mm. bottom where you literally mm. you're in a dark dungeon Okay. yeah but like, that was my norm no and the thing is, yeah. when I said it like when I've said it mm. to because I've always been open and honest and open mm. about things but mm. I don't think people realized how how bad it was like rock bottom I was at kind yeah. of thing and yeah. and I I have I have spoken about mental health and mm. being suicidal and mm-hmm. all of these things and I've I've told it to anyone that wants to hear it yeah because we need to talk about like, this we need yeah. to talk about this this is so common it's I'm not happy that it's common but you don't know who's going through it like you said people mm. didn't even realize how rock bottom you and were and they would be like don't oh, know Sarah it's not that bad is it and I'd be like no yes. it is you don't know. and they'd be like oh wow, wow. they're shocked yeah. but I had yeah, yeah, yeah. I had put on this show for mask. so yeah. long right mm. like my I I would be happy and I would be laughing and I'd always like be put together and Mm. like I love to I like as much as like you say I'm a minimalist or whatever I love to shop I love to look good you know and I would I would put on this this show for people and entertain everyone and yeah Mm. and so so people thought I was good it's often the most the most put together Put to, I'm putting it if you mm. can't see me now, but in commas, yeah, put together yeah. people, the most confident, bubbly people, the life of the party, 
that actually are going through the deepest everyone's going they through say journey, check really. on your strong friends right right because who's there so, for the strong friends mm, and, and i think mm. as we've established obviously both carers and empath we quite maternal people mm. and you end up being them which is fun I, i'm embrace it i'm like the mum of everyone that i meet like my friends and mm. you know you being the shoulder to cry on but who's there for the who's there for the yeah. mom who's there for the strong pillar you know no one yeah. else. so it's like who's doing the doula who's doing the doula and yeah. i think that's yeah. that's one of the great things of i'd say about this friendship and our um you know tribe of friends and doula friends is that we mm. really kind of have this beautiful symbiotic relationship of doulaing each other and kind of noticing yeah. when the other person needs doulaing and being that because we're all so similar Mm. and we're all that for everyone else and our clients and our people and our friends and our family and then Mm. meet people on that same level of care that it's very very special but yeah check on your strong friends check on all your friends the masks are so real social media is an illusion everything is just nothing is as it seems Mm. people can be Mm. so happy and smiling go look like the most confident person in the room and you could have be having everyone's got these silent battles going on and mm. um, yeah so yeah that was a nice reminder to kind of you know but the fact that you got out of that i think it's right it's, let's be honest it's shit when you're in it you think you're well you feel your whole world is ending yeah. it almost has to end and you have to crumble and break for you to re to build the new earth the new world that you want to live in it's like your I world. thought that was going to be my life yeah. for the rest of my life. Yeah, yeah. Like, I thought I had to live in misery. Like, I thought, um, yeah, I thought that I was going to be. I didn't think I would be here, to be honest. But, I was like, yeah. I'm going to be out by, mm. you know, I won't make it to. But I now, I I wanna, like, yeah. now I want to live. Like, now yeah. I wake up and I'm like, you actually... lying in bed smiling. I'm oh, enjoying so the good. little things. I like, mm. you know love the smell of breakfast in the morning Mm. or just like stepping out in like the sunshine or feeling the even just like feeling the rain on your skin Mm. like all of those small things that i just take the time to Mm. really enjoy now and that's the thing though like you've actually got the time now to do that Mm. and i feel like when we're in this rat race um, we don't even have the time to. St- I remember just feeling like I don't even have the time for my own thoughts. Mm. I don't have time for my own emotions. Like I don't even have time to unpack this. <laughs> yeah. I don't have time to feel this. Like mm. I know I'm feeling like my world is, and I'm feeling sad. I'm feeling this. I'm feeling this. But I, I know my body is telling me this. But I don't mm. have the time to listen. I got to go to work, yeah. or you know, when it's you're, you're younger, I've got to study. I've got to go to work. I got to do this. When mm. you actually stop and like have that time for yourself is so i think that's been nice about this last year or so to well, i don't know it's all about no. <laughs> the last year, the last year yeah. or so people have been forced to stop and just like mm. when you feel bad you 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 haven't had the option to always had the option to like go out for a party or for a drink or meet your friends mm. or you know or go on holiday like you're actually forced to like sit with it and yeah. sit with yourself and then you have to learn to appreciate all these little things and it's beautiful that you've done that and what a journey like it's obviously just made you this more amazing strong empowered wise nurturing woman that you are now and the amazing oh wow i'm all of those things 
yes <laughs> all those all those things yeah. are more you best believe yeah, <laughs> yeah. oh i'm really oh, grateful for you. this chat um for you for you giving us you know an insight into your journey and your story it's been so wonderful to speak with you and i'm i'm so proud that i know you and so proud to see you blossoming in your in your path and your purpose and your power and like i said you've really like helped inspired me on my journey to do that too so i want to thank you yeah thank you for your time thank you for sharing with us um i'm going to put the link put i don't know if i can do this but somehow maybe put your your social media link in the description and um, mm. and it's ancestral birth on instagram isn't it and uh, yeah. the website as well Anc- ancestralbirth.com mm-hmm. yeah. so if you if you're yeah. pregnant or if you know someone that you know might need a doula you know hit her up because she's got this amazing nurturing energy and love and she's just Oh, I love that. <laughs> Basically. Oh, I love you too. Thank so, you for your yeah. beautiful words. And I'm so happy to have you as part of my tribe and you know, have you in my life and you're my young wise friend. <laughs> young like, like young baby young, face, old, young old, baby old, old, face, old, 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 old. <laughs> That's me. Oh, it's a pleasure. Made me so happy. Thank you. Thank you too. Thank you everyone for listening and taking the time to listen to this beautiful exchange and story. Um, I really hope that you took something from this today and just remember that we've all got a story. We've all got battles that we're fighting. Be kind to each other. Um, Open your heart, follow your heart and just trust and know, like Sarah said, everything's going to be all right. Thank you.